0: But I had some questions when Danny told me the theme today it was going to be life transformation, and I'm like, what? You know, what exactly is life transformation? Like, and what what does a transformed life really look like? And honestly, am I really the best person to be talking about this to all of you? I don't see myself as the most transformed quote unquote person, but I think in Christian culture, I call it Christianese sometimes. Uh, We say the word transform, and it's sort of been blown out of proportion. It's sort of lost its meaning a little bit. We say things like transform my heart, transform my mind, transform my understanding, transform my marriage, Lord, transform my bank account, (laughs) right? And it's just, it's kind of confusing. I think for people who maybe didn't grow up in church, to them they might see a few different things. Maybe they see like a Porsche turning into a giant Autobot, to fight the Decepticons. I'm a super nerd, don't worry about it. To, you know, save the world. Or maybe they think of the social media guy who's walking around and he's got the camera and he's like, just follow me. I got a Ferrari. I got a big old house. I got a big old bank account. And you can have them too. Just got to buy me e-books. A lot of money. And there's more where that came from. Right? Or maybe for some of you it's the... Um, it's the transformation. I couldn't find a PC picture of this. It's like those guys that are like pale and they're standing sideways sticking out their stomach and then they like are in the next picture right there super buff, jacked and tan like Pastor Daniel and they're just out there and that's the transformation that we want. Or maybe it's the Rags to Riches story like a Stevie Wonder where you came out of somewhere and you had nothing, you grew up with nothing, you're blind but all of a sudden you've come and you've made it and you're rich and you're singing in front of huge audiences. I love that movie if you haven't seen it. Um, but maybe, and I think this is the way I actually came to understand that I was reading the Bible, maybe it's more like the process of transformation that we see with the butterfly. You guys know it, metamorphosis process. I'll get back to that in a little bit. I love Heimlich. I'll do that one up there. Um, but how does the Bible tran- use this word, transform? We see it a few times in the New Testament. Um, the first place that we see it um, but was written by Paul. And it's Romans twelve two. One of my favorite verses it says, "Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect." Love it. The second place I saw it was in two Corinthians three eighteen. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory which comes from our Lord, who is the Spirit. Okay, so I'm looking at these passages and I'm really thinking through them and I just came up with three points. I don't think it's all of it, but three main things that we can learn about transformation as far as we see it in the Bible. The first thing is, it is absolutely not something that we can do on our own. It's not something that we can do on our own, but it's only something that God can do us if we let him and we surrender ourselves to him. Amen? Amen? right? God wants to do it, and he doesn't do partial rem- remodels. Our God is a full remodeler. He's someone who's going to come in, and he's going to break you down, and he's going to build you up into the most beautiful, perfect version of yourself, but we have to let him do it. The second thing that I saw from these verses, or we actually, yeah, just to go back to that point, it says in Romans 12, 2, let God, just to refer my point, let God transform you into a new person, right? So the second thing that I learned was transformation is a continual process. Transformation does not happen in an instant. Although sometimes we see things that make it seem like it does, it doesn't happen in an instant. We see in the verse, uh, this Corinthians passage, it says we are being transformed, right? With ever-increasing glory, okay? This is a continual process that happens throughout the course of our lives. Going back to the butterfly example, the Heimlich, a little bit earlier, the word that's translated um into transformed is the Greek word metamorpho, metamorpho. And that just means to change into another form. But it also carries this inward con- connotation. It's a transformation that involves the inside of us, our hearts. See, God doesn't care about our outward expression. God doesn't want to make us super good looking or super rich or super famous because that's not matter- that does not matter, those things fade. He doesn't care. God cares about inward transformation and he cares about doing it continual. And I don't want to nerd out on you too much, but obviously, metamorpho. You guys can notice that shares shares the same root as metamorphosis, right? And I'm, you know, you all went to grade school, so you know most of this. But I, I was thinking about this a little bit, and that was kind of interesting. Um, and the chart's a little different than the way I saw it, but. Egg. you're going to be there about three to five days, and a lot of them die off the larva stage. They're there for nine, 14 days. With some of them, I've heard it's up to three months, where they're just foraging and scrounging for the nutrients that need to grow in the chrysalis and, or the cocoon phase. They're there for up to a couple weeks, sometimes up to three weeks, and then they're butterfly, and usually they're dead within a couple weeks. Um, but what we can see from this is that <laughs> the bulk of the transformation But the butterfly is the entire, like, they're transforming over most of their life. That it's not this instant transformation that we see, you know, like, boom, I'm out of a cocoon, you know, I was pressured in cocoon, now I'm out. But it took up the majority of their life. It was this continual process. The third thing that I learned about transformation from these passages is that it has an end goal. It's all about us becoming more like who Jesus was. And if you don't know who Jesus was and you're here today, (laughs) He's amazing. I, I mean, just read the Gospel of John. I don't have time to go into all of it, but he will change your life the moment you meet him. When I think of someone in the Bible who was absolutely nothing like Jesus and then was very much like Jesus, I think of the Apostle Paul, right? The dude wrote 13 books in the New Testament. Insane. But in Acts 26, he wrote about himself. He said, I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. He was literally killing Christians. So how does a guy go from killing them to joining them to saving them to being one of the most influential christians of all time and i thought about it more and i'm like man that's so insane he's got you know it's crazy but a moment in the presence of jesus as daniel said last week changes everything for paul it took him being blinded in the desert on the way to go persecute more christians but god spoke to him and he realized it and with all the knowledge that he had he realized that jesus was the fulfillment of everything that was found in scriptures. He knew it, and his life began to transform. And Paul was not instantly transformed into this butterfly, but it did happen pretty quick. Paul was out preaching the gospel in these hostile, life-threatening situations within a week or so, right? Isn't that insane? You think about? I don't think for any of us, the moment we put our faith in Jesus, we were ready to go out into the Middle East and just say, I love Jesus. Here I am. Put a target on me. No, we weren't ready to do that. And it's interesting, but I know it's because Paul's story, even though we both have the same awesome name, <laughs> is a little different than mine. Right? God's worked in my life so differently. Um, and I, when I look at myself, yeah, I don't see Paul the Apostle. I don't. I see myself more as a, just a caterpillar, just kind of foraging and picking up the fallen leaves as as they're around me, just hoping to get a little something so I can grow and so I can be ready and and I can grow from that. So I want to tell you guys a little bit of my story. Um, And just how Jesus Jesus really just patiently and yet relentlessly pursued me and how I constantly uh, denied uh, his strength and tried to rely on my own strength and my own life how I just wanted to be the master of my own destiny. So I started out um, in my life. (laughs) I started out. I was born in my life. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) But I grew up in a Christian family. Uh, We had just so much love for each other. It was a great family. I got three sisters. One of them's over there with beautiful red hair. Um, And my father and my mother just loved the Lord. My dad's a worship pastor, still is. Um, So I grew up in the family, but... Like most pastors' kids, my faith was very much just, uh, it was monotonous. It was exactly what my parents told me I should believe, you know? And it never really sunk into my heart, I don't think. And so I began to live sort of a, sort of a double life. Like, yeah, I know all the Scripture, I know the Bible. I was even baptized at 11, because I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that, right? I sign right here, and then I don't have to go to that scary, scary place that I hear about. I don't want to go there. This is how it works, right? But slowly, that double life uh, consumed me. I, and like most boys, I just love baseball. Here's a cute picture of me. <laughs> OG Giants fan. But I love baseball. That is where I found my joy. I had all my friends. I just It was so fun. I was good at it. I was strong. And as I got older, I didn't grow. <laughs> I just stayed super small. I was about 90 pounds my freshman year in high school. And uh, I'm out playing catch, so I had to work twice as hard. So I'm out playing catch, and my, I'm just like training, practicing. Oh, not yet. Hold on. We'll get there. Oh gosh. Okay. So I'm out playing basketball, and I'm baseball, and my buddy hits fly ball, and I run, and I'm ready, and I'm and I'm going, and I dive, and I just hit the grass wrong, and I look down, and my wrist is a Z. I mean, it is out. I broke it so bad, and. I was so confused. I was like, ah, what am I going to do? Little did I know it, that break was just the right way that I wouldn't be able to swing a baseball bat for the next 10 years. That was it. My strength, my identity, my friends, everything was seen to me was gone. I was having little struggles at home. and That double life I was leading. I didn't have a community that I needed to fall back into. And but I'm like, all right, I'm about 100 pounds soaking wet. What could I do? Ah, I'm going to wrestle. There you go. You can throw that one up there. So I became a wrestler. This is actually my senior year. I was tiny my freshman year. Uh, But I was like, this is it. I'm strong. I can be good at this. This can be where I find my identity, where I find my strength, where I can really grow and just be the person and find the joy that I need to be. And so I wrestled, and I did. I did pretty good. I watched YouTube video after YouTube video, and I was training and and getting after it. And my junior year rolls around, I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Two thirds into the season, I won a compliment. I wasn't very good, but I was captain at Homestead High School. That is not an accomplishment. <laughs> but <laughs> I, two thirds into the season, I just during practice, snap, I broke my wrist again. I broke my wrist again, and I'm just frustrated. And this is my junior year in high school, and like, man, I put everything into this. What's going on? Like, and I am just, I look. Back in my house, my home, and my family's struggling. My dad's facing some depression. My sister's going through some really tough stuff. And I saw them praying. And I'm like, that's not answering their prayers. He's not doing anything for them. They're struggling. I don't even want any of that. I don't know if I believe in that. I know my friends believe in that. It's crazy. Evolution disproves all that. And so I walked away. I'm like, you know what? I can do this. I can beat this. But I masked the pain. That's when I started to mask the pain. I started to smoke a little pot. You know, I just started to do, be in relationships and hang out with unhealthy people. But I kept going. I started, kept, kept training. I kept training. My senior year rolls around. I'm ready. I'd gone to camp after camp. i have been to summer, summer programs. I'm ready, man. And then it comes around, and I make it through a season. I'm, like, I'm going to state this year. This is going to be it. I'm so excited. And then my last doomy of the year, I'm wrestling this kid, Marker. And I, I get him in the wrong position and snap my wrist. And I start crying. I finished the match. I am so frustrated. I finished the match. I pinned the kid for him. All right. not bragging. He wasn't very good. <laughs> but I drove myself home crying that night. And I'm thinking, what? Like, I put everything into this. This is, like, God. I mean, I'm yelling at him. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. A while. I'm like, why? Why did you give me this passion and this desire in my heart and all this strength, and then it just ripped out of my hand. I didn't know. But I just, I just threw myself into the world. I started smoking pot every day to amass the pain that I was feeling. I just started hanging out with the wrong types of people. I got into relationships that were unhealthy. And then so I go to college, and I, I'm kind of healing up a little bit. wrist is finally like good, I had that fourth or fifth surgery. I don't remember at this point. Uh, everyone remembers me from high school having a cast on my arm. Um, and then I'm in, I'm in college, and I coach my wrestling wrestling team for a year, and I'm, I, rest, I enrolled at West Valley College. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try wrestling one more time, one more time. <laughs> and so I get in there, and eight weeks of, of training for college wrestling is is something else. Pastor Daniel did five years of D1. I don't know how he did it, but eight weeks. I'm in the best shape of my entire life. I'd earned the spot for 141s. I'm gonna wrestle. And I'm just in practice, and I take a a shot. It's where you try to go for a takedown in wrestling. And my buddy sprawls. And I couldn't move. I hit the ground, and I had this sharp pain running down my back. And it turns out I go get an ambulance, go to the ER, and I had ruptured my L5 uh, vertebrae. And so the spinal nerve was pinched, and it was shooting all the way down my leg. And for the next six months, I'm walking like this, and I was just devastated. I thought, you know, what's the point? Like, why, why have I been investing in all this? And you'd think I'd learn. <laughs> you'd think I'd learn. I, was like, I knew my wrestling career was over, but I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just stay in shape. I've got I can, I can, girls. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get in relationships. And I did, and I, and I went to the world, and I followed uh, my, my feelings, and I, and I got into a relationship that was um, in disagreement with my parents. And it caused a split within my family. And we pushed ourselves away. And I decided to move to San Diego to finish school. I'm in San Diego. And I'm working hard. And, but I find this, my friend, I'm down there. And I'm like, dude, you got to try rock climbing. It's the best. So I'm like, okay, all right, man. I don't know what you're talking about. You're running on rocks or what is that? And I get out there and I try it. And man, I just fall in love. I love this sport. <laughs> Here we go. Cycles are feeding. But I, I was good at it. And I'm like, man, I'm going to be good at this. I'm light, I'm lean, I'm pretty strong from wrestling. This is the thing. This is where I can find my strength. This is where I can really be somebody, where I can prove myself, where I can just grow and show the world. I don't know what I'm thinking. (laughs) But it just never filled me up. And I kept doing it. And no, I didn't get injured this time, I started to feel this emptiness in my heart, this emptiness in my heart that I couldn't quite describe. That just started to fill me up. And I didn't know. And then it turned into anger. It turned into isolation. I broke up with my girlfriend. I moved away from roommates. And I was hanging out with people that didn't really care about me. And, you know, I'm out there, and I'm just feeling done. But I keep going, and I'm like, maybe if I just throw myself into work and get my degree, I'll just finish and I'll work. Um, So I do that. I finish, and, but then I'm in, I graduate, and I'm working at this startup, and I ate the wrong fish tacos. <laughs> I ate the wrong fish tacos, and I got so sick. I got so sick for two days, I couldn't move, and I called my roommate. He's in the other room, but I couldn't move, so I'm like, I, I got to go to the ER, man. I cannot. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So I go to the ER, and I am just physically depleted, just <laughs> Done. Uh, and they put me in an IV, but I'm laying there. I can't even move to go to the bathroom. I've never felt so weak in my entire life, and I just remember her hearing God just, and I didn't hear anything audible, but just knocking. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's just like, are you ready? I'm like, are you ready? Are you ready? Let me take over for you. Are you letty, ready to let me be your strength? And I'm like, Phew. all right. <laughs> and I prayed, and I, I just remember crying, just pretty uncontrollably. And like, what have I been doing? Where have I been investing all my strength? All these things they just fail. All these things they just seem to disappear. What have I been doing? And I asked him, forgive me. And then this slow, cont- like, very slow process of transformation, I think, began. I think I was born this day, for real. And I prayed, and God just began to change things in my life very, very slowly. But I had to realize that the pot was masking the pain that I was supposed to face in my life, that it was making me content with things that I needed to grow in, that it was just not what was good for me. I realized that that sexual intimacy was something that God didn't just create this regulation to repress us. It wasn't something that was just a legalistic thing, but it was actually something that God designed to be beautiful and to bring meaning to our marriage, our marriage lives. Something that can bring us together so beautifully. And God just began to gradually break me down and cut out the anger and all that stuff, but then he started to give me strength. right? He started to give me real true strength to say no, strength to say no to addiction, strength to say no to unhealthy relationships, strength to say no to uh, just anger and then thoughts. And gradually, it was an inside transformation in my life where I had the strength to turn around and fight the things that were bringing me down. And I had to surrender. Amen? Because God calls us to that surrender. It's amazing, and ultimately God prepared me, even though I would get rejected a couple times, to become the husband that, that my wife needed me, me to be. Here's a picture of us. <laughs> we got married a little over a year ago. Um, and it's been the biggest blessing ever, and she is such an amazing and key part in my transformation every day, helping me to become a better man. But I would not have been ready for her. <laughs> I would not have been ready for her if I didn't go through all that. Do I still love (laughs) baseball and wrestling and climbing? You betcha. I want to coach wrestling this fall. I still love watching baseball. I still climb all the time. And am I still a person in progress? I'm here to tell you today that I have so much growth, too. Just talk to my wife for a minute. Oh, man. I have so much to grow. But all those things, they're not where I find my strength anymore. They're not who I am. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a baseball player. I'm a child of God, right? I have true strength. I have something that will give me strength into eternity. Something that you can rely on and trust on. I want to close with one of my favorite verses in the Bible and actually keep it on my keychain every day. It's uh, Isaiah 40, 31. It says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk not be faint. So I just want to ask you today, I mean, where are you putting your strength in? Is it in your relationships, your finances, your job, your sport, your body, whatever it is? Because it's not going to last. It can all be gone in a second. We all know that. We don't choose to believe it some days, but we do know that. But our true strength Lies in Christ alone. Like I said, if you don't know who He is, I just I pray that you decide to at least check Him out because He's a cool guy. <laughs> he's a cool guy, and He's changed everything in my life. Don't let it take being blinded. Right? Don't let it take being blinded on the way to go persecute more people. Don't let it take uh, five broken wrists, a broken back, and a terrible trip to the emergency room. Uh, Choose God to be your strength every day, and he'll give it to you. I promise you, It might be slow, and you might cut some things out of you that you are not ready to get rid of, but he will give you the strength that you need to do that. Let me just pray for us. Father, I just love you so much. I thank you for the chance to share, and I thank you that at just the right time, when we were powerless, God, you came and you died for us. Lord, like the thief on the cross, you saved us at the last moment. And there's nothing we can do, God, to earn it. There's nothing we can do to, to um, just deserve your love but lord you did it anyways and you continually uh, change our lives and our hearts and lord i just pray for anyone here that just hasn't found that joy that surpasses all understanding god that you just fill them with that joy this morning god that you give them the strength they need to to fight the battles in their lives god that they will rely on you god this week Lord, I'm just so grateful for, for all these lives. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm so amazed at how you work in each and every one of our stories. And when you continue to push us out into the world to share the love that, that you offer. In Jesus' name we pray.